Are you tired of the endless stream of fantasy marketing and vanity metrics? Yeah, so am I. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, media specialist, and marketing strategist. I'm also a student of professional development, and like you, I've been left frustrated by all of this influencer-driven generic advice making us think that we are just one course, conference, or manifestation away from the life of our dreams. We need to cut through this crap and move beyond the posturing, beyond the facade, beyond the image to take real action on the real work that will create the real results. This is the Beyond the Image Podcast. What is going on? Good morning, everyone. Hope you're having an awesome week so far. Welcome to our weekly live coaching. Today, we are going to be diving into how to prep for a photo shoot. And as with all of our live coachings, if you have specific questions related to the topic at hand, which is uh, how to prep for a photo shoot, or if you have other questions related to your marketing, your your sales, your business development, your, your PR, um, Whatever it is that you need some clarity with, uh, we can dive into those questions as well. And whether you're tuning in via Facebook or YouTube, you can put your questions right into whatever the chat box is or the comment box is on that platform. And we will get to any and all questions that uh, come up throughout the course of this. Um, did have a couple announcements uh, before we dive into the topic. The first is that I created a, a companion guide, a photo shoot prep guide. Um, uh, it is a PDF that I am offering for free for anyone who is interested. Uh, if you want this guide sent to you, just shoot me a text message, text photo to 480-605-3254. This guide covers how to book the right photographer, how to establish your goals with the photo shoot, the right questions to ask, 10 portfolio development techniques, uh, as well as how to pitch specific images to magazines. Uh, once again, if you're interested in that guide, text photo to 480-605-3254. Also, this evening, for those of you tuning in live this evening, we're doing a special training uh, on Fit Business Online on how to grow your brand through podcasting. This is being taught by Alicia Haygood. Uh, some of you may remember her from uh, Fitposium 2022. Uh, she's going to be presenting that this evening. Uh, all the details for that are on fitbusinessonline.com. It is included with anyone who has a fitbusinessonline.com membership. And if you don't have that membership, uh, we have a massive 10 part master course series on how to launch a fitness business online. Um, it, it goes along with the Fit Business Online book, uh, which is included in your membership, uh, as well as we do live trainings every single month on a variety of topics to help you build market and profit from your brand in the health and fitness space. Also, also, you may have seen that we are casting for an upcoming cover of Icon Fit Magazine. Uh, details for that and what we're looking for are posted on Instagram. If you just go to at Icon Fit Magazine, you can see those details there. And last but not least, if you've not grabbed a copy of your legacy planner yet, do so jamespatrick.com forward slash legacy. You can download a free PDF of the legacy planner so you can start making this year the most productive year you have ever had. 
All right. So for today, uh, I posted a poll uh, in our Facebook group asking what some of the topics that uh, you wanted me to cover in this session as well as future sessions. And uh, one of the things came back um, how to prep for a photo shoot. We had a bunch of others come in about, uh, let's see what we had here. I know someone had asked about how to set up um, streaming productions like this one. So I might do that. Uh, doing a podcast tour uh, was fairly popular. So we might do that one uh, in a week or two. Uh, but let me know, as always, you can just send me a message or you can even just put in the comment section here about uh, topics that you want me to cover in, in these future ones. Um, so in respects to how to prep for a photo shoot, what I really want us to start doing as you're thinking about, okay, well, I want to get a photo shoot done is first, why do you want to get a photo shoot done? What is the intention of this photo shoot? Are you just looking to get some photos just because you want some photos, just because it's fun to do a photo shoot and so be it, you want to get some photos. Are you looking to gather photos to use for social media? And thus you're looking for a, uh, a wide variety of, of quantity of images. Um, are you looking to specifically build a portfolio that you want to market to, whether it's ad agencies or talent agencies? Are you looking to build images to pitch directly to magazines? Are you looking uh, to create images that you can use to attract a talent agent? Are you looking for images that you can submit to different ad agencies? As we start to think about the goals of the photo shoot, we can start to come up with a lot of different photos that you could be creating as a result. And here's the thing. Do not assume that all your photos are going to be created in a single photo shoot session. They shouldn't be. There's there's no real reason to, to do that. There are so many different styles and types of photos that you could be creating based upon your goals. Um, but with that being said, I can really categorize stylistically uh, a few different genres of photos that you can look to start taking. The first thing, regardless of what you should you should have in your in your in your toolkit and really your portfolio, your photos, these are marketing assets. These are assets that you are using to market you, to market your brand, to market the who it is, the what you do, and why it matters. I mean, you're using this everywhere from uh your, your social media, to your website, to uh, your, your pitch packets, to uh, potentially licensing these to get published, to potentially you want to make images that you're selling, okay? A myriad of reasons. But there are a few things uh, categorically that we can start to classify these images. And the first thing that everyone should have, regardless, is a really good headshot or portrait. And this is something that you can use, let's say you do speaking engagements. You're going to want that. Let's say you write an article. You're going to want it for your author headshot. Let's say you write a book. You're going to want it on the back of your book. Uh, let's say um, you're doing a podcast tour. It's the main image that they're using to promote you. Uh, like when we have guests on my show, they send us that headshot, that portrait. If you're applying to an agency, guess what? That's the first thing they're going to want to see is that headshot or that portfolio. Uh, it is probably the most important image that you could have in your portfolio would be that portrait or that headshot. Now, can any photographer 
shoot this like let's say you hire a photographer to shoot a lifestyle shoot or you hire a photographer to shoot you know a fitness shoot can they do a headshot yeah maybe you know it's certainly possible if if they're good at it but not everyone can uh you know it's one of those things where i would look to hire someone just for that just to get that really great headshot or that really great portrait it is going to be the most marketed image that you have um like i've used I used one for that my friend Randy Marie shot. I used one. It was like shot in L.A. I used that one for like three years. And then I had uh, Cassie Pedersen shoot another one of me that I've used for the last two years um, going on three years. So they get a lot of 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 uses out of that so most important shot that you can have and a shot that everyone should look to be getting um you know stylistically you can shoot that anywhere you can shoot that on location you can shoot that in studio that doesn't matter as much as just as it has a really good crisp in focus shot of your face and and what you're looking to do um okay second category would be uh lifestyle now lifestyle is become so ubiquitously connected to social media content. So as people are creating lots of social media content, we kind of are categorizing this lifestyle type imagery into that. And aesthetically, they it has a very similar feel. It's, it's typically very high key or bright lighting, often natural light, often shot outdoors, um, kind of day in the life of out and about type shot. These are great, obviously, like I mentioned, for social media content. They're great for advertisements. They're great for, um, you know, plugging into uh, programs or modules that you're creating into your own materials that that you're designing out. They really carry their weight. Now, the thing I, I would say about these lifestyle photos are this is mostly about quantity. Uh, and that's what we've seen so much in the last few years are photographers releasing really like almost like a subscription service where you get X number of, sh of hours per month to shoot batches of content. And that's become very appealing. And it's easy to understand why you need so much content like, OK, I need content of me in a kitchen. I need content of me behind the scenes at a photo shoot. I need content of me training a client. I need content of me going for a walk. I need content of me journaling. I need content of me meditating. I need content of me uh, teaching. I need content of me speaking at an event. All of it can be curated in this kind of lifestyle day in the life of uh, my old photo mentor used to call them timeless features. They're photos that can work anytime anywhere. They just have such a wide variety of use. All right. Now, for this type of photo, are you going to hire a really high end elite photographer to shoot them? I mean, you could. But I would not recommend it, uh, financially speaking, uh, because this is not about quantity. This is about, or excuse me, this is not about quality. It's about quantity. This is about number of images that you're trying to get, the variety of images that you're trying to get. You are not, these are not the images that you might use in a magazine article. They might be, but this is something you might use on your blog or on your social media account or, um, you know, in, in a PDF that you're creating that you're sending out to clients. All right. So these are not to be licensed elsewhere for the most part. So 
yes, they have to look good, but really it's about the, the number and the variety of the imagery that you're trying to get. Um, depending on your interest, this can include fashion or something fashion adjacent. Um, you know, I, not sure how many are, are trying to pursue modeling per se, but that would be the kind of sidecar to that. And that's as you kind of move into fashion, that's where I start to say, OK, that's going to start to increase the 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 level of the photographer that you might want to be collaborating with. Um, so many of the people that tune into this, their their goals are fitness, their goals are active wear, uh, health and wellness. So I kind of put fitness, health, wellness, that's its own beast. That's its own category. Now, can there be some overlap between fitness and lifestyle? Sure. Absolutely. There absolutely can be. Um, but fitness like when we think about fitness and, you know, questions I get about like, what are the most important images to take in health and wellness? Really, I think there are three types of images that I think are critically important for fitness, health and wellness. Uh, the first I've already mentioned, which is a really good clean headshot. Okay, that's, that's important. The second would be um, hero images. Hero images, if you've ever seen my work, you've seen a million hero images. They're images that are to advertise and promote and to properly edify who you are as the subject. They're the images that can be on a magazine cover. So oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes these are shot in studio. They're shot with high key lighting. High key lighting is that bright lighting, lots of color, lots of, lots of good contrast. Uh, there's there's a pop, there's a specularity to the image. And I mean, look at any, the cover of almost any health and wellness publication, you're going to see a hero image, a high key lit hero image. Okay. And the third type of image I think is important for, for fitness are going to be action related images. Okay, now action related images of you working out, images of you cooking, images of you prepping, images of you post workout, images of you. Um, uh, you know, uh, stretching images of you uh, getting ready to work out all these things I've put into these action style images. Now, you can make action images like you can script together a whole workout circuit. And that becomes pretty marketable to two different magazines, you could script together a whole series of stretches that that you're shooting in, in unison that that you want to pitch as a unit to a publication. So any action-related images or standalone action images, like, you know, I, I have a shoot tomorrow where I'll take someone up on a mountain and we're going to have them uh, running up the side of this mountain. And those standalone images become great for social media. They become great for that person's marketing materials. They become great for, we could pitch those standalone images to publications just because as a piece of art, that image stands out. So you know, fitness and active wear, that, covers a, a pretty wide gamut of things. And then, you know, the, the final category, uh, you know, aesthetically covers a, a, a variety of wardrobe, but I would put it in this glamour slash beauty slash, you know, a lot of photographers call it boudoir. It's more the, you know, the, the personal empowerment photos to slash men's interest type photos. It's stuff that you would see everything from a, a, um, uh, a swimmer publication to uh, a Maxim or FHM style magazine to something that you just want to create just for yourself uh, that has uh, some personal equity in it. Uh, so the, categorically, those are the those are the styles that I would say. Now, 
as you can start to see based on what you want to do, because you, you might not have any interest in shooting glamour or beauty or boudoir type stuff. You may not have any interest in shooting fashion. You just want to shoot your, your lifestyle stuff. You want to shoot your fitness stuff. Well, that's going to really direct which photographer you're going to be working with. You need to be discernible about looking into photographers and studying their work. Is this photographer the right photographer to shoot the goals that I have? Yes or no? If your imagery are the most important asset you have in your marketing, and one would argue that they, that they are because it's what is edifying you, you have to capture the right images. So yes, this means you have to look into a photographer's portfolio with a discernible eye. Can they shoot this stuff? Like there are things that I shoot exceptionally well as a photographer. And there are things that I don't even know if I would say yes if someone asked me to shoot it, um, simply because it is too far outside of my, uh, my expertise or what I can do, okay? Or what I would feel comfortable doing based upon my rates. But not every photographer would do that. Some photographers would just want you to have, you know, they say, well, I can provide everything to you. They, they might not be able to. So choose photographers based on their skill sets, based on what is the strongest part of their portfolio. Like an example would be like, you would not hire me to shoot an event. It would not happen. I One, I wouldn't shoot an event. I don't like shooting events. But also, I don't have a passion for events. You would not hire me to shoot a, a couple. Not really interested in like, you know, like engagement photos or something like that not a skill set of mine, not something I would, I feel I would do very well. I've never shot a wedding, not something I, I, I would do very well at that. It, you know, so I was going through this process when I was hiring a photographer for my wedding where I had to really look and see, okay, whose work speaks the most to me. Um, I had to really make choices when it came to hiring a photographer to shoot my headshots or, or my marketing materials. What about their work? and their style is resonating with me that I need in my, in my wheelhouse. Um, now, what I'm not doing is I'm not asking a photographer to shoot against their style. So when I hire a photographer, I don't show them something completely opposite for what they, they are a pro at, what they're known for. And say, well, can you do this instead? Because I really need this other thing. I wouldn't do that. I would just find a photographer that can do the other thing and work with two different photographers. So this means I might work with a handful of photographers to get the images I want. All right. So do look into a photographer's portfolio with a careful eye, with a discernible eye to consider which photographer stylistically is going to achieve the goals that you want. And now it's important as you have these conversations with the photographer to discuss the terms of the photo shoot prior to going into the photo shoot. I hear this all the time from clients that hire me, which is they're so frustrated because they were trying to work with another photographer and they didn't get what they thought they were going to get out of the photo shoot. And it all came down to the fact that there was not a clear discussion of what they were getting, what was expected, and what the terms were of the photo shoot. Like, well, I spent all this money and I didn't get what I thought I was going to get. 
Okay. The truth is, is every photographer manages their business differently. It's not a matter of whether or not one's professional, one's not professional. Let's just assume every photographer is acting on the up and up and they're professional. That being said, still, they're going to operate differently. They're going to have different price structures. They're going to have different ways that they deliver the, the final product. They're going to have different uh, assets they're, that they're including with their price and things that are not included with their price. For example, you may hire a photographer and they charge you what's called a sitting fee. You know, let's say, I don't know, 500 bucks. You pay 500 bucks and you get a sitting fee. That means you do the photo shoot for 500 bucks. It does not mean you get any of the photos. They're just charging you the sitting fee. The photos, any photos you want, you have to pay in addition to that. Well, you should know that going into the photo shoot. I'm not saying that's a bad approach. That's fine. If a photographer wants to do that and you're okay with that as a client, then great. You're only paying for the specific photos that you want. But if you want all the photos, now all of a sudden you're spending a lot more money than you thought you were going to spend going into that photo shoot. And then there are photographers who charge a very high premium and they'll give you all the assets. Here are all the assets. There are photographers who will charge you a fee. You get a specific number of edits and any edit on top of that is a a la carte fee. There's no right or wrong, but you need to know this going into the photo shoot. So questions that I would ask a photographer going into the photo shoot. First question I would ask is how many final images are included in this package? You should know specifically how many final and usable images you're going to be walking away with. A photographer is like, well, I don't edit any photos. You just get all the raw photos. Well, unless you want to spend a lot of time editing photos or Photoshopping, that might be work that you weren't anticipating doing. So how many usable images are you getting out of this photo shoot that you can use, that you can put out there, that are post-process, that are high resolution, that are ready to go? That's another question I would ask is, what format am I getting these images in? We're seeing this a lot, and this is incredibly frustrating that there are a lot of photographers who are charging a fee and not giving their clients high-resolution images. If you want to print your photos and you don't have a high-resolution image, it's not going to happen. If you want to get your photos published in a magazine and you don't have high-resolution images, it is not going to happen. Or the photographer provides the images, one, in a low resolution, which is only good for using online or social media. And two, they put an annoying fucking watermark on the image. So you paid for this image and they're just advertising themselves on the image that you paid for. To me, as someone who hires photographers, that would really upset me. As a photographer, I don't put my watermark on photos. I did that when I was like younger and didn't know any better. I don't do that anymore. When someone hires me for a photo, they get the photo. They're not, they shouldn't have to advertise me. They paid for the photo. Um, my watermark should not be on that image. I find that very offensive. And, and more importantly, as someone who publishes magazines, when people are like, well, all I have, these are only the photos the photographer gave me and they're low resolution and they're destroyed with the watermark. They're not usable. They are not usable. Someone tries to use a photo on the cover of their ebook, but then the photographer's watermark is now on the cover of their ebook. What the hell's that? What format am I getting these photos in? Are they going to be high resolution? Will they be unwatermarked? You need to be able to use these photos, or theoretically, you should be able to use these photos. Next question I would ask are what rights do I have to use these photos? This is 
terribly important and not often asked. What rights do I have to use these photos? Just because you paid for a photo does not mean you get the exclusive rights to use the photo. By law, the photographer, the person who created the image, will always own the initial copyright to that photo. It's a work of their art. Even though you're in it, they own the copyright. So you have to ask what you can and cannot do with these photos. Do you have the rights to use these photos on social media? Do you have the rights to use them in your portfolio? If you get hired by an agency, would that agency have the rights to use these photos? These are questions that you want to know the answer to. And not that there's wrong answers to them, but you want to be clear for what you're investing. Are you getting what you want out of it? Are you getting a return on the investment you're making? So one of our viewers on Facebooks, I always deliver high resolution images unless a client requests low resolution versions, watermark should never be on purchase image. I would agree. I would absolutely agree with that. That I do the same thing. I deliver high resolution images um, because images can always be downsized. You know, it's, it's not hard to downsize an image, to take a high resolution image and make it low res. Anyone can do that. Um, they might not even need to, uh, because, you know, you take a high res image, you upload it to Instagram, Instagram will automatically downsize it as it posts it. Um, and they say, let me clarify low resolution in addition to the high res. Yeah, that, I, that made sense. Um, and, and watermarks, absolutely not. No reason to. Okay. So with back to rights and usage, do you have transferable rights of the images. What that means is if I, as a photographer, photograph you and I give you these images, I say, you can use these images for whatever you want, but they're, they are non-transferable rights. Meaning you, the person, the folk can use these images. You cannot give someone else the rights to use these images without my permission. That's a non-transferable right. That's my approach personally, I do non-transferable rights, meaning if someone else wants to use this photo, check with me. That's it. Just check with me. Now, because so many people hire me with the goal of getting published, if it's ever for editorial usage, my answer is, I, I don't know if I've ever said no, maybe once because it was a shitty magazine, but my answer is almost always unequivocally, yeah, you can transfer these images to that magazine or transfer the rights to use these images in that magazine. That's why you hired me. You hired me because you wanted press photos. You wanted photos for media outlets, for press. So I do not object to press photos. Now, let's look at another example. That was for editorial. Editorial is something that advertises you. You know, you get a magazine cover, that's advertising you. But let's say a supplement company, this happens way too often, a supplement company says, we want this photo of you and we're going to run it in an advertisement. That's a commercial usage. That is not an editorial usage. That's an instance where I would ask that commercial company purchase the rights to use that photo. They're using it commercially. 
this is a significant amount of revenue that if you, this is just, we're just getting into like copyrights and usage now. If you as a talent have an opportunity to get your photos featured in an advertisement and you are not working with a photographer to assess a usage fee, you are leaving significant amounts of revenue on the table. I've been paid more than five figures for the usage of images in advertisements. And I then pay the person in the photo a significant percentage, often 50% of what that earning was. And I just do that because, well, they're on the photo. They, they deserve a, a chunk of this. Usage fees are a very lucrative part of the business of being a photographer. And so if you just are giving away photos that you don't have the rights to give away to companies that should be paying for it and have the budget to pay for it, here's an example. There was a company that stole a photo of mine. They stole it because the, the person in the photo just gave it to them and they never asked to get the rights to it which means by law, they stole it. And they ran it on a full page ad on the back of Star Magazine. Do you know how expensive that advertisement was? That was an incredibly expensive advertisement. That might've been a $50,000 advertisement. So they're gonna spend a high five figures to run this advertisement. And then they're telling the talent that they don't have resources or revenue to pay for the rights to use the photo. That's a lie. They do. They just don't want to. So why are you allowing your images to be profited from and you're not getting a cut of that? That doesn't seem right. Anyway, that was a rabbit hole I got down. The point is, ask for what you can do with the photos prior to prior to investing in the photos. Next question is how soon can you expect the proofs? How long after the photo shoot can you see the proofs of these photos? From there, when you select the photos that you want edited, how long does editing take? This is something I see blasted all over social media. People just so mad how long they have to wait for for edits. I'm always upfront with clients that hire me that there's about a three-week wait time on average of post-production. And people that hire me know that going into it. It's about three weeks. Sometimes it's one week. Sometimes it's three weeks. They know that going in because I don't want them to be frustrated that they've been waiting two and a half weeks for their photos. If you set that expectation, yeah, it's three weeks. Well, then there's an expectation. But if that is never set and you're waiting now two months for your photos, that's a problem. You're waiting three months for your photos. That's a problem. And then the photographer says, well, I, sorry, I've just been so busy. If you've invested in something and the excuse you're getting back is that person is too busy that's a conversation that needs to be had. That's why ask in advance. Because if you ask in advance, then you have it right there. It takes this long. You said it takes this long. So once again, 
What rights do I have to the images? How many images are going to be included? What format are the images going to be in? What is the turnaround time on this? And when you start to ask these questions, I can tell you as a photographer, it is incredibly, not only is it impressive, it, it, it demands respect. When someone comes to me and they say, what are the rights to these images? What's the turnaround time? I know they're doing their homework. And I take that seriously. That means they care about these assets. They're being a professional in this. All right. Here's a good question that came in. All right. Just a thought. Do you charge a fee if images need to be uh, next day turnaround or 48 hours or less? So what I've done in this extremely rare instance is I've just charged a rush fee. So the way I see it is if someone comes to me and they say, I have this photo shoot, it needs to happen very soon. And I'm charging them the same rate as my other clients. It is not fair to my other clients to prioritize this project over another one. So what I would do is then just assess a rush fee is say, yeah, I can absolutely do that. Like my response as a creative is almost always to say, absolutely, I can do that. And here's what it would take to do that. And what, you know, if that rush fee is too much for them, oh, you know what? That's okay. I can wait a week or two. Okay, fine. And now they're back in the regular queue with, with my other edits. So I would look at that. Like unless 48 hours is is your methodology like um my good friend who is photographing homes he did a it was under a 40 it was like a 24-hour turnaround on edits and that was his unique differentiator in which case then it's just part of your part of your package that's part of your marketing but if it's not part of your marketing and you have a longer turnaround time and someone's asking for a rush order charge them a rush order there's nothing wrong with that all right, next question that came in. If you're the model, does the photographer have full rights to use your photos to submit anything that they please? If you signed a release, the answer is yes. So should you not be signing releases? I didn't say that. Um, once again, ask. Another, this is, that is such a good question. Ask the photographer what they will do with the images and what they will not do with the images. And do not be afraid to ask for prior approval of any external usage. Do not be afraid to ask that. These, these are, this is you in the photo. You do not want to be appearing in a place that you are not comfortable with or that you're not even aware of. Or a photographer is selling the image and you, it, let's just say a photographer sold the image to um, a company that you don't agree with and you don't support. And now your image and your brand is tied to that company that you don't support and you don't agree with. That's an issue. I always have full transparency when, when I'm working with clients. I want my clients to know where their photos are going. And if they don't approve of it, I don't do it. That That's okay. Um, 
I have plenty of clients. Like if, if I have an opportunity and someone's not interested in it, that is fine because I'll have another 20 people who, who would be interested. In it. So I don't, I don't feel the need to use people's photos unless they're okay with it. And my stance is always to be more transparent with clients so that they know where their images are being used. And ultimately that's one of the things that I do in my business anyways, I work with my clients to help them land media features and help them earn media features. So it would not be to my advantage that I'm not cluing people into what, what is happening with their images. But unfortunately that happens. And I hear about that happening where people pop in places that they didn't know they were going to pop in and they don't like it and they don't approve of it. Have that conversation with the photographer beforehand. Um, like I've had people who, when they're signing my photo release and I, I have a photo release, just like most photographers. And I'll be honest, like this is no, not hiding anything. I, I have a copy and paste photo release. It probably reads the exact same as every other photographer's photo release because I found it on some photo website or blog. And it was like, yeah, this sounds good. And I copied it and I just put my logo on it. It, it seems it would protect me should anything happen um, outside of my control. But if someone wants to amend it, fine. I've had people do that where they literally write in, cannot use images without prior review. And I sign it. I don't care. Because I'd rather, like for me, I'd rather have a great relationship with my client than stick to stick to a an egregious photo release. Uh, someone on Facebook says, I'm super excited to shoot with you. Let me know who you are. Unfortunately, uh, with this stream platform, it doesn't tell me who are who my Facebook live audiences um but uh you can put it into the chat section i can bring that up on youtube if you're tuning in on youtube i can see your your username and handles so as we're thinking about photo shoots we talked about your goals for the photo shoot the types of photos you can get questions to ask a photographer. Um, as I mentioned, I, I kind of summed this up and I included details on how to pitch images to magazines in this photo shoot prep guide. So if you have an interest in that and you want that, just text photo to 480-605-3254. And I'll send that out to you. Um, also, if you're interested, I have a, um, and this is specifically for um, uh, female clients. Uh, I have a style guide uh, related to prepping wardrobe for a photo shoot. If you want that as well, you can just text me at that same number, 480-605-3254. Just say, I want the style guide. And I'll send that to you. Um, but it basically goes through, like, here are outfits to consider if you're shooting fitness in studio, if you're shooting fitness on location. If you're shooting lifestyle or fashion, if you're shooting uh, swimwear, if you're shooting beauty or glamour, here are some, it's basically like a mood board of, of different ideas that uh, for, for outfit and wardrobe. Um, okay, so we got Greg Damien popping in. Um, yeah, Greg, so I'll send you a, uh, a call sheet later today. We have a shoot tomorrow. Um, and it will kind of detail like what you would need for each of our locations that we're going to be shooting at. Um, another great question, though, which actually brings up a, a thing is um, the format of the photo shoot. 
because photographers work differently that way. Like as they're going through the process, like, you know, typically when I'm doing a shoot, I either do a half day shoot or a full day shoot. It's rare. I do anything shorter than that just because most of the clients who hire me, we're trying to get a, a wide array of content for both marketing materials and for uh, image pitching. I find anything shorter than a half day to be um, not comprehensive enough. Um, but some photographers are going to charge by the hour like hey it's one hour or it's a two hour shoot or it's a three hour shoot etc other photographers charge based on um the number of looks or outfit changes that you're doing um so that's another thing it's like okay what's the format of the photo shoot uh are you are you charging based on the number of looks are you charging based on the number of hours what is the what's the process for this um and that way once again there's not wrong answers to these questions, but listen, everyone of you tuning in as you're, as you're kind of prepping your, 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 your photos, these are your marketing assets. And it's incredibly important to be selective on who you're working with for what photos. There are things that, you know, and, and this is not, okay, maybe it's a little ego, but it's confidence. There are things that I shoot that it would be hard to justify hiring someone else to shoot some of the things I shoot. Particularly like if your goal is uh, cover submissions, done close to 700 of them. I know how to make cover images. Um, and then there are things that I completely understand why a photographer would be hired for this or that. Um, like I just, I can see certain photographers work and, you know, being a photo editor and now a publisher, I have to look at photos all the time. And like, it's amazing when I see creatives specialize in something and own it to such a amazing degree where I can look at their photos and be like, man, I want them for this niche or this style. Like they have completely knocked out this goal or this focus or this style. And if I ever have a need for that, they're the person I'm going to be hiring. They're the person I'm going to be calling. Um, and I kind of like that. I like when photographers are not homogenous and amalgamized, meaning that they're all looking the same where photographers work is unique and it's different and it's specific. And you know, like when someone looks at a photo and they say, Oh, that I know James shot that photo to me, that's a compliment. Um, like there are certain photographers where I know their work the second I see it even if they're not tagged or they're not mentioned at all. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know it's this person's work because stylistically I can see it in, in the approach uh, for the photos. Um, yeah. Okay. So we got a little bit more time. So if anyone has any other questions about photo shoots, sure. Or about uh, anything related to marketing sales, 
business development. Now's your time to, to put those in the chat box and we can get to those, uh, whatever your questions might be. Um, as we're waiting to see if any questions pop in, I'll, I'll just hit those announcements again. Oh, see, check this out. So here's one of the photos I did during my last photo shoot. So I'm getting a crap ton of mileage out of this photo right here. And the photo that we use on the Beyond the Image podcast, I've gotten years of mileage from. This shows you the importance of uh, headshots or portraits or hero images for uh, anyone tuning into the podcast replay. That means nothing to you. I apologize. Um, as I mentioned, we have a, a live training tonight on Fit Business Online. And this is how to grow your brand through podcasting. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, like I've been podcasting for 10 years. Uh, you know, we're coming up on 500 episodes of the beyond the image podcast. I did, you know, another 200 or so episodes on other shows that, uh, are no longer in production. I've been a guest on hundreds of podcasts and it, it has been one of the best tools for awareness, for lead generation and for lead nurturing that has ever existed. Um, I am exceptionally grateful for for podcasting. So I'm super excited. We have Alicia Haygood. She presented at Fiposium uh, 2022. She's going to be leading a, a virtual presentation this evening, the 16th, on how to grow your brand through podcasting. This is available to anyone who has a fitbusinessonline.com membership. If you don't have one, you should probably get one. Um, also, also, uh, Icon Fit Magazine. We are casting for the cover of volume six of Icon Fit Magazine, which, by the way, volume five drops in a couple of weeks and it's looking awesome. I am so excited. I, I feel like so we've done four. We're coming out with five in a couple of weeks and then we'll immediately go into uh, pre-production on volume six. I feel like every issue of this magazine I get more and more excited about and and my sincerest Thanks and gratitude goes out to all the contributors, all the people who, who are creating amazing articles for the publication, uh, who are submitting really great content for the publication. Um, the volume five that we have coming out in a couple of weeks, it's being dubbed as the, the dark side of entrepreneurship. That's really the unofficial title that we're going with. And, and the articles that have been a part of it, um, we've had some amazing contributions for, for this issue. So very excited to keep that forward. Volume six, uh, the one we are casting the cover for, um, the theme is going to be teamwork. Now that theme we're keeping uh, ambiguous by design. Um, teamwork can mean business partners. Teamwork can mean colleagues. Teamwork can mean um, spouses. It can mean siblings. It could mean uh, the virtual collaborations. We want to highlight and showcase teamwork in our upcoming issue, which means the cover is going to celebrate teamwork. So that means the, the person who will be selected for the cover will actually be persons. It will be in multiple people on the cover. So as you're pitching, the details on how to pitch are on our Instagram at IconFit Magazine. Um, we want you to really focus on what is the teamwork element of your pitch? Why is teamwork integral 
in your in your pitch. All right. Um, oh, that's so sweet. So Lori on Facebook, my headshot I hired you for is getting me booked for modeling and acting jobs. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Lori. It's always a pleasure to work with you. Absolutely a pleasure to work with you. All right, what else do we have here? Tisa, thank you so much for sharing all this great information and coaching live. I started on Facebook Live, but switch over to YouTube. Um, uh, May can't get here soon enough to work with you. Well, I'm excited to work with you as well. Very excited. My photo shoot days are some of my favorite days. I've, I've been... We've been excited. We've been shooting a lot of content this year. I think I've already had nine published covers in 2023. Um, yeah, I think nine. And we we shot like this week. I've already shot two extra this week. So it's going to be a very busy year of covers, which always makes me super excited. I think I shot 35 last year. Um, probably got to start updating that that tagline. I think, I think we're approaching that 700 cover mark. I'll have to, I'll have to do a recount here soon and see, see how close we are to breaking 700 covers. Um, okay. So if you want the replay to this, it's on YouTube. What's, what's my YouTube JP photo AZ. It's on the beyond the image podcast. We'll be out tomorrow or today. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you for listening to the podcast. By the way, Check out the Beyond the Image podcast. We pump out three episodes every single week. Uh, the live coaching is just one of them. I do a solo cast as well. And then I do an interview every single week. We had a really good interview this week pop out about the health of entrepreneurship, uh, something that has been really a myopic focus of mine over the last uh, few years. So really excited we could dive into that conversation today. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we appreciate your five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app for sharing that podcast, this podcast with a friend. Um, have someone else on Facebook. I would like the guide, please. Yes, absolutely. If you want the guide, text photo to 480-605-3254. 480-605-3254. Uh, just text the word photo. And it, by the way, that's it's not a bot. It's me. That's It's a real number. It's really me. So um, if you have marketing questions, you can text me anytime there. All right. That's it from me. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will talk to you all next week. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again.